Hey everyone, here we are, a bonus episode of the Kind of an Expert podcast. I'm your host, Corey Tyndall, and this episode you're going to recognize my guest from episode 8, Mr. Daniel Parafan. If you haven't listened to that episode, the first time he was on, he kind of laid the groundwork for how finance works in the stock market and what people in their mid to late 20s should be doing with their money. We thought it'd be a good idea to have him come in and talk about what the stock market is going to do in the midst of a financial crisis, namely the coronavirus. So this was super interesting, helped me to kind of wrap my head around what was going on, helped me to relax a little bit, uh, not to spoil anything. But you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Daniel J. Parafan, and again, he is a stand-up comic Uh, who just does finance during the day. So you could see him almost every night after this coronavirus thing is over in uh, New York City. In the meantime, uh, we're under pretty much lockdown. So, you know, maybe I'll do another podcast coming out soon, uh, but we'll see. In the meantime, just enjoy this episode. Like old people stay in, uh, the young people all go out and get sick, and then theoretically, the the young people wouldn't need the healthcare system, and so you're essentially flattening that curve. Agreed. I mean, is that possible? Yeah. Would you have an uproar? People 65 and older control a lot of things. Yeah, but they're being told to stay in their house right now. So you're going to tell congressmen to stay home too? Yeah, fuck them. But let everyone else go out around them? No, there'd be. That's no, why just it didn't the happen. young people that could survive. The strong will no. survive, Daniel. This is evolution for, 101. This is. Society is. <laughs> well, you're forgetting the other part. Society is meant yeah. to help the weak survive, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware that is the whole point of the government. It's also tricky because, like, what do you do with kids? Like, kids that survive, but they, they're not self sustaining like, like people our age. And so, like, these kids have to interact with the older people that could potentially become severely uh, hospitalized by the virus. So it's just like there's there's too much there's too much mix, mix and match between age groups for this theory to actually work in practice. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, all the uh, grandmas that take care of the kids, especially now that the kids are to school. Yeah. All the grandmas that babysit the kids exactly and it's not even i'm talking even like 45 50 i mean you're still getting into the range where like one out of uh i think it was like 0.05 percent for like a 45 year old 50 year old somewhere around there which is still like that's pretty high for a normal disease for a 40 year old really i i don't know the the spectrum the the specifics yeah i mean wouldn't that be uh one in every 200 that's pretty like I know more than 240 year olds I've never heard of one of them dying from like the normal flu or something oh, along those yeah, lines yeah good point good point so it's I mean that would that would still be deadly but um I don't know neither of us are epidemiologists what we I are used to here, be but yeah, yeah you used to be an epidemiologist no you have no evidence back, to the contrary that, so. yeah 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 so you're the full expert on finance but you're kind of an expert on epidemiology Perfect. yeah you didn't know that I have three degrees from epidemiology school god damn did that you know is, what's uh, epidemiology school 
I didn't realize that they had their own school. Yeah, yeah. We ha- it's like a dental school except for epidemiology. Oh, nice. It's the same thing. <laughs> Suicide rate just as bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's it's not good. Yeah. There is, there are a few comedians that we hang out with that where it's like like Carlito's got a master's in physics. And you're like, what? <laughs> the, yeah, the guy with I, like dreads who does a lot of yelling. Like the and then guy you who talk to him pot? and you're like, shit, he's really smart. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait, side note to before we get into our main topic here, yeah. but uh, all the clubs are shut down pretty much right now, right? All of them. Even had, the, the Paris open or close? Oh, no, it's closed no, because they, they don't serve food. Well, they kind of do, but you're not allowed to hang out in there. They don't They don't serve food oh, that you're take allowed out to take out. Right. I had two spots tonight. Both of them got canceled. Yeah, I had one show at the Creek and it was canceled. Nah. Does the Shut Creek up. count? <laughs> I told him, like, we could still have it on as a last hurrah. Yeah, they don't, like, uh, well, San Francisco just went into, like, a full lockdown. The only places that are allowed to be open and the only people that are allowed to go out are people that are either, that are going to what's deemed an essential location. So, like, uh, if you're going to anything medical or the grocery store or, like, a pharmacy, those are, that's it all of san francisco everyone has to work from home or you're just not working at all not even restaurants can stay open in the way that they are in new york city right now holy crap yeah that seems wrong how are people gonna make a living that seems like you're punishing the poor well so the i guess the the idea is that those people can go to food banks which are considered essential Places and yeah, they that's can, not going to pay my rent. Whatever. See, that right. goes well, back to money. There's other like there's other government benefits that they're trying to like roll out. And I'm with you. I don't think it's actually going to like work in the way that it's supposed to. But yeah, it's going to screw over poor people. Like it always. really is. It's interesting in how times like this, everyone's got more liberal ideologies. Yeah. I was talking with my dad about that. I was like, yeah, nobody's sitting around during this pandemic going, man, I wish the government would leave me alone more. Everyone's sitting <laughs> like, man, I wish the government would give me more money. i got to help all these people. Yeah. We gotta, I'm out of work. And you're like, yeah, no shit. If you voted for this three and a half years ago, maybe we would have had something. <laughs> yeah, what happened, uh, Mr. Conservative? I don't need money from the government guy. What yeah, happened? Exactly. It's, uh, you know, people, uh, th- the Democratic Party is a party full of downers. Like, they're they're pretty much the people that have the high anxiety that are planning for the worst and not enjoying anything. So I get why people don't like them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, stuff like this where you're like, huh, yeah, would have been nice if somebody would have been freaking out about this. <laughs> So, all right, yeah. So we are in here to mostly. T- well, we are talking about the virus. Uh, I guess that's. I mean, this but it's is more the, main... the the financial aspects that uh, we wanted to get into, and uh, in in full honesty, you messaged me, and I was like, "Yep, that's a good idea. We should we should get." We should. A, I mean, people uh, are probably concerned. You know, there's. There's yeah. a lot of issues going on right now. All four people that listen to this podcast. Jesus, very, man. They're very concerned. We have to get them the information <laughs> they need. What are they going to do? They're going to pull all their money out of their stocks and freak out. <laughs> right. All right. So I think uh, I think the way to do this is first first off, let's, let's give a lay of the land. What's the situation that's going on right now and over the last couple of days? Just pretend that the person listening has not seen the stock market for the last five days 
Oh, it's gone to hell. Uh, I think that's the best way to say it. Okay. Just straight up gone to hell. Yeah, I think it's like a third or fourth time. Third time the circuit breakers have been tripped. Uh, just early just early trading, like pre-trading hours. Mm. Second the bell goes off, this thing. Okay, so there's certain um, what's called circuit breakers in the system set up. Got it. So back in the 1920s, the Great Depression, they right. never had a stop. For the stock market, right? It just keep falling. They just kept falling, and they were like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and that's what pretty much caused everything, right? Uh, but there wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't as big as everyone makes it out to be. Like, uh, I forgot the exact point percentage, but during the great, I forget that part. Uh, the Great Depression part, though. Mm-hmm. I whatever. My brain just went somewhere. Um, so that um, so they set up little stops. So it's like at. A 5%, 7, and 20, I believe. I can okay. double check that, but it's something around yeah. those ranges. So every time it hits one, they stop. The first one's like, okay, we're going to stop. For How like long did they stop before? 15 minutes. Oh, all right. They stop training for like 15 minutes. And then the second one, if it happens again, they stop for a little longer. And the third one is everyone go home today. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, we can't keep doing this. We lose too much money. Wow. And so, the does- first one has been triggered uh, a couple times the last couple of days. Okay, what about that second one? That one, too. It happened. Didn't that happen today? Three days ago? No, two. There was one. One circuit breaker was triggered. I forgot. I didn't check to see if it was the second one, too. I didn't follow I them. thought it was because at 9.30 this morning, it was down 7%. Yeah, so they, they triggered, it triggered the, start, the circuit breaker. Oh, okay. Just the first one? Yeah, not it's the, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. Interesting. So but it's, even though it's like different percentages. I feel like people would be necessary. Like, wouldn't they be kind of mad that they can't take their money out? Like, the reason it has to stop no. is because people are trying to take their money out. Yeah, but and then move people relax, bonds, right? calm down. Uh, things start tilting right. up. So when the time you want to pull out, things start going back up a little bit. You're like, mm. okay, well, that's not that bad. Got it. You start to relax. And it's not small guys either. It's big oh, guys. Yeah. yeah. That's to stop the huge traders from like trading. It's not. This isn't. Right. This isn't you and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. We're not going to ever. <laughs> even if we took out $100,000, it's never going to get a blip in the radar. No. It's got to be like whales. People with like hundreds of millions, like uh, giant investment companies who have yeah. all this money in different stocks and stuff. Right. We're talking like uh, Bill Mutual Gates. Funds. Uh, like. Any funding company that has yeah, Berkshire Hathaway, yeah, exactly. That sets up just either four hundred one ks too. Where they'll buy the stock up, chop it up for mutual funds, and yeah, just put it in their four hundred one ks or other people's four hundred one ks, things like that. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, uh, in short, it's gone to shit. It's hit that barrier a couple times, so they had to stop and in a short like amount re- of time, yeah, and reassess the market, give people a time to, yeah, to calm down. I so, mean, the Corona thing is really more of a it is an overall thing, but there's so many more factors to it. So you have, let's look at uh, one of the, the early on things, just one of the primary ones that's bigger than everything else, mm. 11-year bull run. Almost to the day, yeah. the market had, trouble, had trouble a few days before the 11-year bull run hit. So quickly, is there a hard line between what is a bull and what is, what is a bull market and what is a bear market? Shit, yeah, actually. it's I forget the exact... Uh, figure for it, but yes, there is a legitimate. But essentially, a bull market is the things are going up, things are going are well, everyone's more, trading yeah. on the the margin is going up, and a bear yeah. market is the margin is going down. Correct. So yeah, that is a good point. We've been on an eleven year bull market run, and everyone in the back of their head knows it's got to end sometime. Exactly, and people have been saying that since seven years. Right. 
I remember seven years in and I was in the bank and some of the traders were like, yeah, we've been having a seven year bull run. This is bound to end. Right. And then it hit eight and people were like, oh, it's going for sure end now. Well, then and nine, you, got, ten. you got people like Goldman Sachs who are like, yeah, no, this economy's recession proof. And then. Uh, oh, what a jackass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, why wouldn't they say that? It's kind of like the, the market is what you make it to be. If everyone thinks it's going to continue to be a bull Correct. run, that it's going to be a bull exactly. run. So, but all you need is something like this to set the numbers up. So that's exactly what it that's is. That's all it is. The manufacturing supply chain getting shit on. And I'll, I'll well, let you it's get not into even, that. I mean, it's not, the manufacturing is fine because we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing that. Oh, I mean in China well, and India. Or, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That part's Italy. Oh, right. In Italy, so that's wait, wait, that's one part right there. Right, the eleven-year bull run. Then the next part is um, what happened between Russia and Saudi uh, Arabia. Yeah, yeah. Well, the yep. OPEC in general, but yeah, yeah. yeah. They war. couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't come up with a. They couldn't come up with a good decision on what they were gonna. They wasn't. They couldn't come up with a good, uh, good enough sort of pact or treaty that they had, right. and they were like, "That's it." So now Saudi Arabia and Russia are fighting over gas prices. Yeah, and but that just happened. Tanking. I mean, the second it it was over the weekend. It was last weekend. Was it last weekend? Yeah, it was last weekend. I remember because it just came back in the Monday and the fucking market crashed again. And everyone was like, holy shit. Like, oh, my God. And then Russia... That Monday or Tuesday, there was an article that came out. It was like, Russia, open to talk again. Like, they're open. They want to talk. I forgot what summit meeting they were going to meet at and talk. But they were like, yeah, hey, buddy. Let's, uh, yeah. maybe we should talk things out, you know? Right. Because that would be bad for both countries. Yes. More for Russia than, than Saudi Arabia. Anyway, or the OPEC nations. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why. I know Russia's, like, uh, not, they're not in OPEC, right? No. No, okay. OPEC yeah. nations. Got it. Uh, got, it, got, it, got, it, got it. Qatar, Saudi Arabia, all those little places right there. All yeah. those little. Gotcha. Okay. So, step one, we've been in a bull market for a long time. Step yeah. two, oil price. That war. was last week. Yeah. Right. Step three. That would have hit the market hard regardless of which. Yes. Not this hard, but definitely. It would have been a punch to the hard. face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever we lost last Monday would have been what we lost, but that still would have been a shit ton of money. Right. So the third thing, uh, is that where you're saying the virus is or is this another yeah, factor like the virus, So that's, I, so what I heard, um, about the point that I made about manufacturing is in China, it hit their manufacturing center, which Real is bad. essentially Real Wuhan bad. to the point where it was a complete lockdown. Nobody's going to work for months. They yeah. are essentially just not building anything and so what the american companies did is they shifted a lot of their production to specifically northern italy uh if you're talking about the air the american automakers and northern italy just got hit just as hard as really china did yeah, yeah. and so now it's the the manufacturing companies are really struggling because where do they put their supply chain like but on the other end there's not much demand. Like nobody's going out and buying cars right now. Correct. We're correct. all under you're under quarantine. So yeah, but there's also more to that too. I mean, let's look at the online. I mean, if you want that specific thing, I mean, 
remember when China, a few months ago when we started having the trade war with China, a lot of these companies already moved over to places like Thailand yeah. and places like, so there was already some kind of supply chain set up somewhere else outside China. Mm-hmm. That's before any kind of possible, hey, let's talk about coming back to China in the terms of trading. And not to mention, some people have some hard, hard manufacturing there. You can't just pull out easy. Right. It'll take months and years, maybe sometimes like up to a year to like just sure. try to move everything over. So it's not, that's not simple enough there. Right. But you can't move a factory in a week. Exactly. So, not to mention any pre-orders, invoices, old forms, currency changes, passport changes, document changes. There's so much mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. Um, so, it's not one, two, three. But, I mean, so, yeah, it did affect us there. Uh, there's something else, too. There's an air of fear yeah. going on right now, especially. That's another factor driving this down. Okay. It's people not wanting to invest. It's people not wanting to risk their money. Why lose more money? Um, and the Fed, everyone is trying to reassure everyone, like, hey, you're going to be just fine. The average investor is going to be fine. People are forgetting that just because these companies have billions of dollars invested, we had fluffed up. I mean, there's – let me explain it best in the simplest way possible. Mm-hmm. I tell everyone that I am worth $145. Okay. Just to spend time with me. <laughs> people are paying that money. People are paying uh-huh. $145 for for an hour with me, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good rate. Yeah. And then someone just comes out of nowhere and says, I don't think that's worth $145. I think most people are thinking that. In yeah, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the only thing that, that made my value $145 is people's willingness to pay $145 for yes. it. Yes. Right. So that's the only thing that gave value. There was no real... It's not like I'm providing anything right. in that hour. It's not like I'm giving you anything in the first place. I'm just offering $145 for me. Right. Stock works in a kind of similar way. Things were rising up. Things were rising down. Especially now, this little spiral. People think there should be a drop. There should be balance drops. Like yep. People think in this time it should happen. People start pulling out, and it just causes a little snowball of itself. Got it. It's like the collective, the stock market, the economy is just a collective effort of everyone put together. That's yeah. it. It's your true effort. Right. And it's, it's these companies essentially betting on. So I guess I'll phrase this more as a question because this is the part I don't understand. I don't get why, com- why people are selling off from the stock market when these companies aren't going anywhere. These these major exactly. these major these major auto manufacturers. Obama proved with that stimulus that he is not going to yeah, let but it's them not just, go anywhere. It's not just sell-offs, though. I mean, people are buying after it's being sold off, etc. But it's not just sell-offs. It's also an intrinsic price devaluation because of uh, people are starting to wake up. Maybe some companies have their supply chains locked up in China. Maybe some companies have a drop in what they're producing. Maybe some people are saying that this company's not going to be able to hold on long term or face this. Sure. Look at certain comedy well, clubs okay. in your city. So uh, I I understand selling off or devaluing companies that you don't see happening in the long term, but I think a lot of this is caused by these companies <laughs> trying to make a profit in the short term for their yeah. investors, I mean, and they're true. not thinking law firm. So my point is, like, GM will be fine in the long run. Yes, their supply chain is a little bit fucked up right now, but it's not like 20 years from now GM won't be around because, again, no Obama one, okay, proved and that you're right. GM is – he's not – the government is not going to let them fail. They're too much of an institution at this point. 
you're not wrong um but you're also not understanding that their profits can go way down their quarterly dividends go, can go down their buyback programs when their programs within their company stock can go down them sort of inflate their numbers them buying their own stock JP Morgan Bank of America Wells Fargo announced today that they were no longer they're going to stop their buybacking program to keep their stock price up so mm. they're at JP Morgan as of I think three o'clock I checked ninety dollars hmm from 140 just two months ago a month ago see that that's what I don't understand fifty dollars in value gone give give JP Morgan Chase nine months. And they're going to be right back up oh, there. Oh, another factor. And that's too. where I don't understand. It why does, are people selling this for $100 when it's going to be 150 in now that, the okay, next year? So, so it'll start slow. It'll be um, someone selling off their wealth. Then someone else sees that they're selling off their wealth and it goes further and further and further. Mm-hmm. People are moving their wealth out of JP Morgan. They're putting it into interest, into mm-hmm. bond-bearing interest, into little things like that, things that are stable, things that are safe, that they know they'll make back maybe a... Uh, 0.88%, but they're making that much versus loss. This becomes a cycle got of it. who got out first. It's no different than pumping up any kind of value of Bitcoin, that same thing. Got they it. hit their wall. If you don't get out at the right time, you just, you're the one that is sitting down in musical chairs without a seat. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I get that. Um, but it's, it's, it's also... It seems too short-term interest, in, in my interest, mind. But, on a 10-year note... Well, interest right. rates uh, went to 0.88. So you're, but you're, what you're essentially trying to tell me is that JP Morgan Chase over the next 10 years is not going to give you more than 0.88%. Yeah, but these which is people, ridiculous. Yeah, fine, fair enough. But they're not going to hold on to this. That's, that's kind of foolish on my part. Those investors who are buying 10 year bond yields, 10 year uh, treasury notes at, at 0.88, that's stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, they can write out a year or two. Especially sure. right now, the oh shit! Another there's so many things that contribute to this crap. Yeah. Um, another negative thing that came out of it, besides the interest rates kind mm-hmm. of dropping. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, I want to. I think I have to explain if you're listening. So bond interest rates. Okay. So T bonds, like Treasury bonds, yep. things of that nature. The uh, the government, the U.S. government, will issue these. Let's say, for example, D bonds. So what they do is they give you a coupon, which means they give you a percentage. They're going to pay you back the money of the bond plus interest. Uh-huh. So you get your little. Back in the day, they would have these big booklets, and you'd they'd have coupons, and you would literally clip it out, and then you'd go, you'd go like to the bank and they'd fill out some forms and you'd get the money that your bonds were worth. That's what the average right. person does. Things are electronic right, right, right. now, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And you know, the bond trading mutual funds, bond trading indexes, they're no longer trading on the actual value of the bond or the coupon. You're trading on um, you're trading on the uh, interest value of the bond. Mm-hmm. The yield, you're, you're, you're trading right. on the yield of the bond instead of anything else, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so what happens is, so uh, let's say for example I went to the st- I went to the government and I want a ten year bond. So that means that the government's going to borrow a hundred dollars for me. Yeah, I'm going to give the government a hundred bucks. They're going to give me a hundred dollar bond. That's yep. what they do, right? Yes. But I say, okay, well, what am I? I'm giving you a hundred bucks, government. What are you going to do for me? Yeah. Government's like, well, I have a two year, I have a ten year, I have one. Uh, there's short term ones like. Uh, paper ones and stuff and, and there's a 10 year one and a 30 year benchmark yeah. so for this example we're going to use a 10 year so they have different options and they go lend us this amount of money for this amount of time 
I'm going to give you more or less interest based on how much time you have. Right. Because I'm not going to give you a ten, a 30-year bond at the same rate. I'm going to give you a six-month bond because yeah. you're not – it'd be stupid. You just keep buying six-year bonds. Right. And things are always fluctuating. So what you buy the bond value at now is different than what – it'll be six months from now. Right. You don't know what it's going to cost, right? Right. I say so. That being said, <clears throat> I'm lending money to the government. They're going to pay me back with interest over thirty years, ten years, etc. There's mm. different time periods for it. So, I pay a hundred dollars for this bond. Government says to me, "I'm going to give you two percent." I'm pretty happy. Ten years, two percent of my money. It's not amazing, right? But it's something. I'm going to get back it's two something. bucks, right? All right, okay. That's better than being risky about it. I mean, it's doing damn well better than the interest rates I'm getting at the banks. It's doing damn well better uh, than the stock market that's tanking, right? Yes. So let's say it gives me a 2%. And then uh, next month, one month after that, I have 2%. I have 100 bucks. Nice. Not bad. I'm really happy. Uh, the government says, well, people aren't spending as much. We're kind of worried. What we're going to do is drop interest rates. So that means we're not going to charge banks interest on top of interest to lend you money. Hmm. We're not going to force banks to have this amount of percentage on rates and so on and so forth. What we're going to do, do that. So instead of 2% bonds at 10 years, now we're going to sell uh, things at uh, 1%. So every bond hmm. they issue from there on out, all the interest is going to be 1%. For hmm. that, for one month, just one month, I got lucky. Right. And then I go, oh, well, I'm pretty lucky. I'm making 2% in the exact same amount of time. These suckers are getting 1%. Right. Because I bought it this time. You, another guy, Corey, you, you get your <laughs> yes. greedy eyes, your fucking pig face greedy eyes, uh -huh. and you look at me and yeah. you kind of go, fucking asshole. Why? Why does he get 2%? Yeah, why does he get 2%? Yeah. And you go, hey, listen, fatty. You call me fatty in this yeah. example. It's pretty Corey horrible. and fatty. Corey and fatty. The best uh, Pig face and financial fatty. duo yeah, yeah. of the last 10 so years. You, you, it's like Jake and the fat man. Except yeah, right. So, they, so you're going to say to me, listen, shut up, all right? <laughs> what I'm going to do, I want that 10-year bond. I want 2% over 10 years compounders. I want that. Yeah. So tell you what, fatty. I'm going to pay you $125 for that bond. For suddenly, example. Suddenly it's 2.5%. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So I make back my money. Yep. Whatever interest I've made so far. Yep. And he's paying me a little more for it because he knows that I'm going to lose money by selling it off. But then the positive side is I don't have to hold it up for 10 years. Right. That's one positive. It's your money and you want it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I make a percentage. So I yeah. make a pretty good percentage for the time I held it for that one month. I made a pretty damn good percentage. Right. I don't, there's no time frame for any of these, by the way. I should sure. also make a, put a point to everyone here. And when you, and again, just another point to everyone here again, uh, listening, uh, you're not, when you buy these from, when you buy something called a bond fund on maybe your 401k or mm -hmm. whatever, you're not buying actual bonds. Right. You're buying the indexes or the funds for these bonds. Mm -hmm. So it's two different things. 
Okay. You're not buying a physical bond. Got it. Some company buys a shit ton of bonds, millions of dollars worth, and they shove it in your 401k and they chop it up and they make indexes and so markets my, out of it. So my 401k is 90% stocks, 10% bonds. And that's, that's not where real that bonds. Comes from. But that's, yeah, it's yeah, that index. Exactly. Some, ass, some company just bought. Sure. Your 401k retirement company bought a fuck ton of bonds. Right. Got and it. they just chopped them up and put in the securities. Checks out. All right. So how Wait, does so hold this, on. So yeah. I have 120. Now you're willing to pay me $125, right? Yep. Now, if we now here is here's the part that gets really confusing. It took me a little bit to kind of figure this out. So I'm gonna go nice and slow. Yeah. So we got the basics down, right? Sure. You're willing to pay me more because the interest that's current right now is shit compared to what I'm getting interest. Right. Right? Yes. Now, the bond is 3%, the bond is 2%. Mm-hmm. You're giving me 125 for it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy as a clam. You have your bond yield actually go down. So the percentage you're making on the bond is smaller than the percentage I'm making on the bond. Hmm. The reason being is demand for the bond goes up, the price of the bond goes up. Because uh-huh. I'm willing to sell this bond, right? I'm willing to sell right. this bond to you right. that I'm making a steady percentage in mm-hmm. at a certain amount of money. And you go, okay, yeah, I'd like that. But you're going to make less money on it because you paid more for the bond. All I paid was 100 You're paying 125 Right. So that bond isn't changing. It's only going to pay you right. 2%. Right. And it's only worth $100. But you still Got paid 125 it. for it. Right. So that is what you call the bond yield. That 25 That's, bucks. That, that, no. The, if you do the math for it, okay. that percentage right there, that's oh, bond yield. Got it. The... It's only $100, but you paid $125, yep. and you're still making 2% on it. Yep. So it's like $25 worth of interest gone right off the top. Right. So you could be losing money for all you know. You, right. I mean, you wouldn't, but you know what I mean. Right. With this example, you wouldn't. Exactly. But I see what you're saying. So that's bond yield. That's a really big deal when it comes to bonds. Right. Because that's a good benchmark. So the rule of thumb is the farther out the bond, because you have to hold it all that time, the more people that want that, the less good it is for the economy. Got it. The okay. bond yield should never so you be. Want, so this is what they say when the yield curve is, <laughs> is negative, inverted, yeah, yeah. or inverted. That's a problem. Got it. So you want people buying in the short term? Not- you want no, no. You want the yield for a short term to be higher than the yield for a long. Um, you got me confused for a second. You want the yield? <laughs> you want the yield for a long term to be higher than a short term got it because if people are thinking long term they're gonna go holy shit this economy shit right i'm willing to hold on to a 10-year bond as compared to you know a two-year or six month gotcha i don't think it's gonna there's way or the percentages that we have now are shit and i'm thinking 10 years not i want to hold on to what was given before because the percentages now are bullshit right that's another factor too. These these Got two it. are big concurrent factors. So the bond yield rate right now in a ten year is 0.88. Okay. So that means that more people are demanding ten year bonds, because it was. I went on this website that was very nifty, and it had the breakdown for the different months mm-hmm. over the course of two years, what the bond yield rate was. Yeah. For a ten year benchmark note on a, a U.S. bond, and it in February, no surprise, 0.88. February, March, like I think it was February. Is it this month or last month? 0.88. It was no surprise. It was like 1.2 something. 
January? Yeah. yeah. 0.88. Huh. And the next month over. Or, by, you know, whatever. Though, so. so you're saying, I mean, essentially what you're saying is that these factors were already there, but the thing that the coronavirus did was inject that dose of fear into people enough that they actually started acting on all of these signs that Correct. would point to a recession anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's... So in in your theory, it really has nothing to do with the slowdown of work and the the breaking. No, I mean up that, of the that's going to be no, no, no. That's like, going to happen. That's going to be people freaking out about that now. It's only going to get a little worse a little later. That's still going to happen. Hmm. But it's kind of like how do I say this? It's like a small fire starting over there and me going, "We're going to die." Yeah. Yeah, that could happen if I stay my ass here. <laughs> Got it. So I that's could die when people in that are fire. Selling off. Yeah, but that that's bond yield rate. So when you hear something about bond yield rates, it means that you know that's that's a that's a big like thing. You hear that all the time. What what a bond yield? What the fuck is a bond yield? Like, right. It's just Got what it. you make on a bond. Got it. All right. That's it. Okay. Well, so, so so this is the, uh, yeah. the good news now. This is right. It's all been sad, gonna, sad I man news. I was going to say second Holy half of the podcast. Shit. Yeah, yeah. How do we get out of this shit? Well, not get out of it that's we're well, pretty much i think we're gonna hit a recession for how long though i don't know that's a catch right i don't i don't think it's gonna so be for, within four years for just to establish a definition a recession is when uh two or more economic cycles are in downtrodden i believe so for the layman what is that what does that mean oh fuck when GDP, wait, hold on. Let me get the textbook definition. Give me one sec. La 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 <laughs> la 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 la. It's do, do, it's essentially do, 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 do. the textbook definition: a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. Got it. So if Q one, so. For sure. Q1 GDP. Oh, yeah. Down. We're fucked. Okay, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're done. We're in the shit. It's not yeah, yeah, happening. Yeah. This is not good. Q2's got a... Uh, also hit, if that yeah, falls, yeah. then more. technically we we're are in, in a, recession. a recession. And what yeah. that'll do is cause more fear, which will... Oh, fuck. Which could... Especially because a lot of uh, coronavirus experts are saying the peak of this thing is going to be like uh, early to mid-April. Really? Yeah. In terms of like people being... Uh, incapacitated and like uh, being in hospitals. They say we're we're two to three weeks behind Italy, who's in the in the the eye of the storm right now. So here's here's the thing. So recessions two, depression is a sustained long term one. Right. I don't. We faced the Great Recession. Yes. Really well with Obama. He held us in there. I don't... Well, it's because it, they put so much money into the economy. Yeah. And but, I mean, you had a trillion people. dollars pump in, but it hasn't done anything for the short-term gains. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, too. Like, this much money being pumped in, it's going to be good long-term. It'll be great long-term. Sure. It'll help people out that need help. Yeah. But short-term, it's not going to fucking do shit. Yeah. They wanted to curb the short-term. So, here's here's the good news. This is part This is part two yet, I got uh, I don't know how I forgot how this podcast is structured. No, no, we're we just keep going. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So this is the good news, and this goes more into economic and 
uh, financial theory than anything else. Yeah. Again, people were willing to pay $100 for that stock or that mutual fund or whatever. Now it's gone down to 50. People don't see the same value, but it still has the exact same working ability. Right. These things are going to come back eventually. If you're willing to hold it into your your funds yeah. for like five, six years, Right. why not buy it now at cheap rates? Right. No, the people that are screwed are the people that were just about to take all of their stuff out of the stock market. Yep. Older people who are also dying of the virus. It's a real one-two punch on them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only way to really win now, at this point especially, retirees are fucked. Yeah, you're right. Retirees are fucked doubly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's messed up. Uh, they really got this one. I read somewhere that the Spanish flu mostly hurt people that were between the ages of 18 and 27. Yeah. So that at least, you know. It balanced uh, out somewhere. Right, right. So, yeah, the old people were getting <laughs> were getting screwed with the economy, but the young people were getting screwed by the virus. And now it's all on the... Now uh, it's uh, the, even Steven. On the boomers. They, uh, they're getting hit hard. But the... Um, okay. Yeah, so what you're saying is essentially like, it'll even out like yeah, there's this no is the reason time for are you kidding this is the time to buy if yeah. you want to build wealth i learned how to build it i mean i, didn't, I wasn't able to hold on to it because once i cracked into it oh baby i pissed away my money but <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so much fun to spend money isn't it oh dude oh it feels so good best. nothing's better than spending money <laughs> every day that the economy or the stock market keeps tanking is another day i'm happier yeah so long as I can hold on to some job, right? And I'm not making as much. I'm not making a lot of money at this job because it's a it's a broker position. So everything I'm doing is right. since the last uh, podcast, you now have a job. I'm a broker now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm not making a lot of money on this job as my base salary because everything's about commission. Correct. Yep. Here's something. Uh, so all I, me, need is a, all I need is all I need is a thousand dollars. Okay. And I can start regaining wealth we once you know a few years now right or you could just put away eighteen thousand dollars of your salary every year in a 401k yeah yeah or besides that if you're like me and your base salary is small i mean because it's gonna take me a few months to build up right a pipeline but if you're like me my base salary is small it's very low it's i'm not i make like what 30 grand a year oh jeez dog shit yeah, yeah yeah but they you know what do you that's a very typical salary when it comes right. to brokers and financial advisors. It's all about and that high ceiling. Exactly. So it's like, well, this is just for you to live in between the big right. paychecks. Right, right, right. Uh, so they... <sighs> you just need a little bit of capital. 10 grand, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and you about I, to ask me for money? Yeah. <laughs> Seven years now, I'll give you a great return. I uh, swear to God, you give me 10 grand, I'll get you 100 back. No problem. It'll That's just easy. This seven shit's years. easy. Yeah, but what if, what if you did that? What if you gave someone 10 grand and in seven years it gave you 100? I mean, I'd be fucking pumped. I just like... In seven years. Yeah, exactly. But you could do it yourself, too, in seven years. Uh, in That's what? 30% gain over the course of seven years? That's so easy. Is it? Yeah. I thought the average per year was like six or seven. Uh, if you do aggressive, that's a moderate too. Oh. Look at the S and P gains over the last couple of years, the last ten years. Oh yeah, they kept gain. I mean, they they just a made lot. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's about time we fucking went down a little bit. Yeah. Things are gonna get cheap. It's gonna be real good for everyone. Well, so here's one of the reasons rich people are so upset about what's going on. 
and all these two trillion all the stocks. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't. His is now. Here's again economic theory, uh, economic and financial theory. Yeah. So here's the thing. So this this was all their money. A lot of their money got blasted away, right? Yep. They maybe some of them just got bit. They didn't expect it. It happens. So a lot of their money got blasted away. So instead of being hundred millionaires, I think Jeff Bezos, I heard, lost a billion dollars worth of net worth. Good. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he's still worth a fuck ton. He's just oh, like oh yeah, he's lost got more a than billion to dollars. Shoot some rockets into space. But that's again, these are paper profits. He's not selling off his stock. Right. He's just that's what his net worth is right, right. now. Right. 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 Publicly. So, what? <laughs> Publicly, yeah, it's not like he keeps. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he keeps this like a secret bank somewhere. He might, he might, but why wouldn't he? Of thirteen billion dollars, I mean, he doesn't. He's not yeah, keeping like not? A, a safe for thirteen million dollars. Could and that's his company worth? I would just if I was that if I was that rich, I would have just an island vault somewhere. You're, you're doing doing nothing just to say I had one with, with at least a billion dollars in it. You're overlooking it, the simplest values. Okay, wait, wait. So hold on. Another another thing. He's got so much money. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't need it. But I'm still going to take it. Um, right. So his, his value went down. It's not like the billion dollars went anywhere. He's not trading around money. What happened with, was with wealth was exchange hands. Right. Value of the stock went down as people started selling off their stock. The value of the stock went down. The value of the stock went down because the person, next person willing to buy a bunch ton didn't want to buy it at 117. He wanted to buy it at 116. So it, right. let's just say, for example, yeah, yeah. Amazon stock is worth what, $400 a share. So in order to buy one share of an Amazon stock, I had to pay 400 bucks. So when I'm se- I bought one share of Amazon stock at $400. Mm-hmm. So I bought it through a trading site, let's say Robinhood, right? So I own a stock. I own one, one hundred thousandth, one one millionth of Amazon stock, of Amazon company. So I mm-hmm. own one one millionth of Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's mine. I have a vote. I can go to the voters. I'm allowed, you know, the voting uh, board meetings and stuff. I, I have the right to do that now. Yeah. My, I bought it at 400. So mm-hmm. the next things are starting to get shaky. Supply chains, Amazon might get fucked over. So people are selling off their stock. First guy, you know, it's normal, normal, normal. Then you get a big whale in there and he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, maybe he wants to buy. Maybe he wants to buy, but he's buying. He's like, listen, I'll buy stock, but I'm going to buy it at 350, not 400. Mm-hmm. So that's going to exacerbate the sell off. Right. People, that's now the value. That's the value of the stock that it is right there. So these people are losing theoretical dollars versus real dollars, right? Once you have that set in, that mindset in, you can understand how the wealth can be sent off to regular people mm-hmm. like me or you. Right. Because they're, it's like they're losing wealth and value. That money can be ours. Because they're selling off everything, mm-hmm. it's going down to three fifty, three hundred dollars, for example. Right. We can now buy in at three hundred, and we know it was worth four hundred at one point. It's probably going to go back up that high too. Right. Betting on one stock. I mean, Amazon is pretty set to whatever they lose. It's pretty much set to go back easy. Right. So essentially, what you're saying is like, if I had six hundred dollars and it was at four hundred dollars, I could only buy one piece of Amazon. But because of this recession, it's going to go down to three hundred dollars. I could then own double as much exactly. Amazon as and I it's gonna going to bounce back to eight hundred. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. But that's for the now. I mean, this this drop in value. This so all someone has to do is save up a little bit of money, and you pretty much guaranteed your nest egg. Yeah. 
the uh my one of my coworkers uh at my day job was saying that he actually just made 500 bucks because right when uh right when the first case out of china of the coronavirus uh was reported he actually went and bought a stock for one of the companies that's working on building the vaccine ended up buying i know ended up making 500 dollars. i know of that. jumped i know jumped from three dollars a share to seventeen dollars a share and it dropped back down to nine but right well so my my other coworkers who he told about that went and bought it when it was at like 16 and then they uh, lost crash, money. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he holds on to it though i mean whatever oh yeah i know well, he, already, he already he already sold he just like he uh, got out at the right time so he's the reason it went down partially yeah, yeah, people but, like him uh it's funny that yeah, dude but if you're losing money why would you what do you mean I don't know. I never thought, I never saw the value in selling off unless there was another opportunity that can make back all my money. Yeah. Well, there's also the possibility with, with that company, if they're not the ones that end up creating the vaccine, oh, yeah, because it's a competitive yeah, market, yeah, good then point, good point, their good point. stock's going to go to Especially zero. Especially right now. He made 500 bucks in like a week. So I'm, I'm not saying he did it wrong. That's not bad uh, though. Right. Did you see what happened with uh, Trump's speech on Thursday, I believe? When the, so he had, uh, it was his official uh, speech where he's giving the United States the state of emergency. So he's he's doing this. But then what he did afterwards, which is honestly like fucking brilliant in like a backdoor sleazy kind of way, is he had uh, the heads of Walmart, CVS, Dwayne Reed was that talking to you about this? I don't know if I don't know if if I was talking to you about it. Yeah, but they're what individual did, stocks, yeah, right. But yeah, so the the market overall went down, but the individual stocks of everyone we that we he had brought to on stage, yeah, yeah. that must have been you, uh, shot up, which is awesome. From you like did their a, friends a favor, just like mob mentality. Fucking the rest of you, I'm helping my buddy type uh, type deal. Obviously for the country, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, but. Uh, no, I mean it's it it's so vol it's so easy to manipulate the market like that. Well, it's 50-50, right? So 50% of a stock's value is based on what value we think it could be right. and the other one is based on hard numbers. Well, it changes per each company. Like Uber is, I would say you buy Uber 80% for what they could be because they've still never exactly, made a profit. Exactly, exactly, Where like Walmart. So I meant either or not 50 50, exactly. Yeah. Right. But yeah, well, Walmart, you buy it has hard numbers. The hard yeah. numbers because they're Walmart. Yeah, but you're not going to be ever fancied by Walmart. What do you mean? You're not going to feel Walmart's fancy. Oh, yeah, no. You're never going to be like, uh, once they lose their numbers, Walmart doesn't have the allure of what walmart you know i mean like what mcdonald's has done is at least change their look around Mm -hmm. to try and fit with the modern times that are changing so they're they're always going to have a bit of both managerial like what it's viewed at you know things like that well so the one of the things that this crisis is going to do is it's yes or no it would turn people away from those riskier stocks where you're you're essentially betting on what the company could do no, and mean, you're more likely to buy from these institutional companies because like walmart's not going anywhere maybe for the average could. investor if everybody's locked down in san francisco and new york city for the next oh, three shit. months i didn't think nobody's gonna take Uber. stock yeah yeah 
And that's what I'm saying. It's like why even even if you think Uber could be something, they don't have the hard numbers to to ride out this wave. Theoretically, I agree with you. But I mean, they are venture funded, so who knows how much money they still they already have because they pulled out of that IPO, right? Uber did, or did they IPO and it just fucking tanked? They IPO and they tanked. Oh, okay. So Lyft they are publicly the traded, one who but came the, out secondly, right? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it was Uber I mean, who tanked, and then Sliff was the one. Sorry. So we're in this situation where, yes, uh, the speech partially was just like, oh, they were on the news. I'm going to go buy their company. But partially it was like, hey, the government has these companies' backs right now. Uh, we should go buy. We should go <laughs> yeah, buy. Them. Never, that yeah, was yeah. essentially Trump telling the American people, these are our companies right now, and they're going to help us, and we're going to help them. Uh, and it was all, you know, major people. Like I said, Walmart, Target, Do you remember Reed. Target was calling themselves Target, and you were like, what the fuck is that about? Was that official? I thought that was just like Midwestern moms trying to be fancy. I think it might have been Midwestern moms. I think it was, it was so just Midwestern moms. They might have hinted that they were in on the joke, or it might have been like a... There might have been like an ad campaign where they were arguing over how to say it, something like that. Yeah, possibly. God, I hate them so much. Yeah. Yeah, Uber was at 40 just... This must have been before the quarantine hits. Yeah. So Uber ro- rose up, and I'm looking at the graphs of what their value was. They hovered around 27, 28, 29. Um, since their highest point ever, the most money they ever had as value was in the last 52 weeks, $47.08. And that was, my friend, uh, that was not but a little bit ago. So you're saying they dropped $7.00. Which is essential. Which for a forty dollars stock is a lot. I mean, that's what fifteen percent. They lost fifteen percent of their value yeah, yeah, since September. Like, well, they've always well, hovered yeah. around the thirties. Right. They hit the forties when the market was really up, and down the twenty. They lost almost half their value. Oh, they're at twenty but now. They're at twenty dollars and twenty. Oh, I thought you said they're at forty now. No, that forty-seven was their highest. Oh, so they've lost half their value since September. Yeah, buddy. Woo! It's only going to get worse. I mean, San Francisco is the first, but I wouldn't be surprised if New York City and L.A., especially L.A. Well, we're pretty uh, much already quarantined now. Well, the pretty thing with much. New York City, and this is De Blasio, essentially said he's not closing down the trains either way. Um, so New York's sure? not as this? much. L.A. is a much bigger place for Uber because everybody has to get around with a car. Um, and granted, more people do have cars in L.A., but it's, people it's, partying, a very different, it's a very different environment. Um, but it's also like Uber's busiest. If you check the surge pricing, Uber's busiest at 11.30 p.m. when people are getting out of bars, bars. and they're, they're hammered. There's no yeah. bars to go to. Even if there was a bar to go to, I'd probably just go to the one across the street from my place. <laughs> like, it's New York. There's no line between, like, a place with a ton of bars and apartments. Hold on. 40, February 21st, okay. the Uber stock, which is a good... I didn't think of Uber at all. You're right. I forgot completely about it. Uber stock was worth forty dollars and seventy two cents on February twenty first. God was peak, damn! That was just that's pretty much one of their secondary highs of all time, right? Yeah. Uh, it is worth twenty dollars, twenty two dollars a day. So that means that they lost half the value in right. just what less than a month. They lost half value. Yeah. So this is uh, I I would personally buy 
Uber. Yeah, I don't Uber's, think Uber's good, going anywhere. I think but if Lyft took that same tank, I don't know if I would trust that as much. But that's only because Uber has dark money behind them. They've got a lot. They've they are like there are people. They've they've almost become the Kleenex of taking a ride. Like you just say this, oh, take an Uber, yeah, take and an then Uber. they'll take a Lyft. But yeah, it's still, it's an still Uber. name recognition, yeah. right? So they've got the name recognition. If Uber went away, Lyft would have a really hard time. I don't, I don't branding think... like that, and especially because Uber's got so many. You're right, dark, dark contracts with Google on uh, self-driving cars yeah, and yeah, helicopters. Fine, and, right? So that's the. But that's that's exactly my example is Uber is so dependent on demand where Walmart, Apple, Amazon, yeah, if demand goes down, they're in trouble, but they're not going anywhere. None at all. Though, buddy, in the last year alone, Lyft debuted at $78, and everyone was really happy. It's had a Ooh. slow decline, Yeah, and it's currently valued at $19.12. Lost wow. five bucks today, twenty percent today alone. Whoa! It, this, yeah. this, I mean, they're both. I mean, these these both both these stocks are gonna have come ups the second things get lifted again. Yeah, I would wait till it gets down a little more. But this is definitely a buy in like oh yeah a day or two. Yeah, bro, there's no way. Are you kidding? The average market value of Lyft is forty four, forty five bucks, right? Right. So it's that that it's pretty much sustained that since August. Like four, it was like August 48, 49, and all the way till about February 14th, 44, 45, 49. On January, let's see. Was there a little spike when the virus first started and public transit was kind of being, people were annoyed, possibly uh, like getting away from okay. It was 49 on it, February though. 7th, $49. Okay. And that, it pretty much hovers around that price for what, nine months already? Yeah. It hovered around that price, and now it's a 22. This is totally a steal. It's going to shoot back up to 50. You're the broker. Go buy it. I can't. Why not? Uh, part of not having enough capital, but also I have the register with FINRA if I do that. So annoying. Uh, gotcha. But, bro. That's, when the market uh, bottoms, Lyft's going to have a bull run back up. Oh, yeah. It's going to sure. be... I, Almost I, everybody that doesn't die is going to have a huge bull run. I think... To I, me, like being a young person, I don't have to worry... I mean, I can buy and sell these things on where a company is going to be in the next 30 years based off where I'm at because that's when I'm looking to retire. So you, Yeah, like, but you're, you're also forgetting, too, like some of these companies uh, can still go bankrupt. And if you buy individual stocks, you can lose money there. Sure. Right. But that's just... But that's that's the same as buying any other company. You're you're trying to decide where 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 do you want to sell, and then you buy then or sorry, you buy now based on where you think the company will be when you're going to want to sell. Correct. So buying Uber now, if I'm taking the chance on Uber, and I'm like they're the wave of the future, they're innovative. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They're going to usher in self-driving cars. Nobody's going to even own cars in the future. It's all going to be run through Uber. And they're going to be the next Amazon. They're going to be the next GM. They're going to be the next Ford uh, combo. Then now would definitely be the best time to buy them because in the long run, if I believe all of those things, then I'm going to make a ton of money and I'm going to look back on this $20 a share as a huge steal when they're in the same spot as Amazon is with 400 Correct. But 
we still don't know when bottom is. True. So we don't know when. So you'd rather wait until it's ten dollars. <laughs> Not to sound greedy, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this quarantine thing lasts for two months, it very well could go to ten dollars. Why oh, would Why would fuck. you go buy? Uh, yeah, but they might go bankrupt too. I don't want to buy the stock and have it go bankrupt. Uh, if you're looking to hold, uh, yeah. I, these are two good. Perv- these are really good examples of great stocks that is being directly affected by the lack of movement. Yeah. This is going to be, they're going to be good stocks to watch as pulses. Cause once they're back up, you know, that things have gone back to normal. Interesting. See, that's where I would draw the line on. I, I trust again, I trust that Uber wouldn't go bankrupt before Lyft. So maybe Lyft is a better indicator. Lyft only, I would only say you're right. Because but Uber has money backing it up. Got it. But that's the only reason. Got it. But yeah, so I guess Lyft would be a good indicator of what's really going to happen. All right. So last thing before we Are wrap we going to be okay? Yes. Long term. Right. Short term. Well, long, long term, we're going to be fine. Long term, we're going to hit a recession. Okay. Short term, I think anyway. We just had it too good too long. Yeah. Uh, short term, I mean, if you're already locked in, let it ride. If you sell now, you're fucked. Right. Don't sell now. Don't sell now. Buy now. Buy now. Unless you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you lost it. It's too late now. You must, don't look at your 401k. Don't look at your portfolio. Oh, yeah. Just be like, ah! <laughs> it'll, ah! it'll come back. It just always keep, comes back. I would recommend to keep buying, especially if you're in funds, mutual funds. Yeah. And not individual stocks. Keep buying. Yeah. This is only going to help you long term. Right. Keep buying. All right. I think that's where we got to end. It's Keep perfect. buying. Thank you, Daniel. This was awesome. Uh, I think I'm actually going to put this episode out uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Okay, cool. You can catch me at the stand tonight. Uh, can we? No. Aren't they God, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> you can uh, listen to Daniel on the other episode of our podcast or on my podcast episode eight uh where we go over more basic stuff um we still have a lot more to talk about oh yeah stuff. yeah yeah well i'm not gonna keep getting you in here once every month that's ridiculous well, unless there's another <laughs> giant financial crisis again right yeah if yeah imagine <laughs> oh my god how horrible would it be that i'm like on this podcast a lot and it's like yeah oh my god it's because the world's on fire and right I'm still like, keep buying. Yeah, just keep buying. Keep and then buying. all of a sudden, seven years in, it's like, right. yeah, I'm a millionaire, by the way. I just like, kept buying. We're like post-World War One Germany, just printing money. You're yeah. like, keep buying, keep yeah. buying. You're like, it I'm, can't go bad. <laughs> it can't get worse. It can get right. worse. Let's get out of here. Uh, thank you, Daniel. I'll talk to you. Hopefully not soon. All yeah, right. yeah. Bye. Bye.